Welcome back, everybody. Between the stitches, we're back. It's been a minute, man. Holy cow! In a minute, I'm Anita. Twenty-two, man. Episode twenty-two. It's it's been a long time since we've recorded a baseball only show because we've been trying to get some stuff figured out. Decide what we want to do. We want to go just sports, just baseball, both, neither. Here we are, episode twenty-two between the stitches. And guess what, guys? Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is the best player in baseball. He is. He's the best player in the sport. And I'll explain why. Albert Pujols hit 700 home runs. That's really cool. New rule changes in Major League Baseball. Let's talk about all those things in episode 22 of Between the Stitches. Welcome to Between the Stitches. Part of the Phenomenal Fan Media Group. Two former college teammates talking about what they know best, baseball. All right, guys. Come on now. What are we doing? What are we doing? <sighs> Got a lot to talk about. Judge is amazing. Pools is the man. Rule changes. Standings. Uh, playoffs. Teams. This, that, the other. Let's get into it, man. Talk about the standings. We're going to look at them. Yankees clinched the East. They're in. Blue Jays, as of just moments ago, have clinched a postseason spot in the wild card. Being that they are... Seven games above the the Baltimore Orioles, and the Orioles lost today, so that's why that happened. Guardians clinched the AL Central. They're the only team that's going to represent the AL Central that's going to the postseason. White Sox, man, holy cow! What a disappointing year! Holy cow! Astros clinched the AL West. They've also clinched. I believe the number one seed in the American League, or if not, then they are going to shortly. In the National League, the Mets and Braves have both clinched playoff spots, but that division, ah, 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 not decided. The Braves are only down by one game, and they got three in Atlanta this weekend. Whoa. Cardinals have clinched the NL Central. Brewers, uh, the Brewers lose one game. Or, or, if, I could be wrong on this, yes, I am wrong, but I am right. The Brewers lose one game, well, well then what's the elimination number? That's so stupid, they shouldn't even put that on there. The Cardinals clinch the central. Um... Brewers and Phillies are tied for the third wildcard spot. We'll get into that in a second because the last division we want to touch on is the Dodgers. The Dodgers clinched the NL West. They have a 21-game lead with the Padres. They get the number one seed. Dodgers are a joke. In the wildcard, like I said, right now Toronto just clinched a playoff spot as the number one wildcard team. Tampa Bay is a half game behind them. And then Seattle is... Tampa Bay is a game and a half behind Toronto. Seattle's a half game behind Tampa Bay. 
The only thing standing between Seattle and the postseason is the Baltimore Orioles, who are five games behind them. So if Seattle wins today, they'll be five and a half. Again, I think there's a lot of teams that need to catch up on some games. There's a lot of four games this weekend, double headers, that type of action. Okay. That being said, it's looking like more than likely the playoff teams in the American League are going to be Astros, Yankees, Guardians, Blue Jays, Rays, Mariners. That's what it's looking like. Okay. In the National League, so far, like I've said, we talked about in the American League with the teams that have clinched. Um, Dodgers, Mets, and what am I looking at here? Dodgers, Mets, and Cardinals have all clinched the divisions. Excuse me. The Mets have not clinched the division, but they're in the postseason. The three wildcard teams in the National League are completely wide open. It could be any combination of the, I mean, the only teams that are that are gonna be in it. Let's let's be honest. The Giants are a game under 500. There's six games out of the Phillies and or the Brewers. I think their elimination number is two. So you know, they lose two games of the rest of the season. They're, they're going to have to go undefeated basically the rest of the way and hope that the Phillies and Brewers both lose out to give themselves a shot, but that's just not going to happen. So Giants are out of it. But the four wild card, the three wild card teams is going to be any combination of the following. It's going to be either the Braves, Padres, Brewers, Phillies, or the Mets. Because like I said, the Mets only have a game advantage on the Brewers. The Mets and Brewers could easily, the Mets and Braves, could easily swap division leading spots that would drop the Mets down into that top wildcard spot. Padres seem to be holding pretty securely onto that third wildcard spot. Second wildcard spot with three games up, I should say. Phillies and Brewers. The Phillies and the Brewers are tied. Same record as of right now. The Phillies have lost five games in a row. Five games in a row. What's that about? Uh, Hey, Phillies, do you want to get into the playoffs? Or, like, hello? Do you, like, want to play in the postseason or what you can't lose five in a row at this time of the year it just can't happen it just can't the most you can lose this time of year is like two in a row three in a row gotta lock it in man gotta lock it in and on top of that it's not like the Phillies are playing like these ridiculously like it's like they played the Dodgers and then the Mets or something like I think they've lost I need to see, man, because I'm not entirely sure. Okay, so, you know, they lost one or two to the Braves, who are a good team. Then then they just got swept by the Cubs? Huh? What? I mean, like, what are you guys doing? Ugh. God. How brutal for the Phillies can't happen so philly and milwaukee and honestly the padres are going to be battling it out for that last postseason spot fingers crossed obviously as a padres fan that the padres might find their way into the postseason that'll be sweet 
Moving on to the judge, the judge situation. For first of all, let's let's, go, let's talk Pujols. All right. So Pujols hit 700 home runs. We talked about it last week on the show. Okay. But Albert Pujols, Albert Pujols will be the last player to hit 700 home runs. Absolutely, unequivocally, he will be the last player. There will never be a player in the history of Major League Baseball ever again to hit 700 home runs. Ever. Pools also has 3,000 hits. I doubt anybody else gets the 3,000 hits. Between him and Miguel Cabrera, the two guys doing it most recently, nobody else is going to do it. Base hits are not emphasized anymore. It needs to be a double. It needs to be a home run because that's what they pay the big boys to do. I get it, man. I, I absolutely get it. Look at a guy like Judge. Oh, well, he could get there. No, he can't. He's got like 200 active home runs. Okay. When you're looking at active, active career leaderboard for home runs, okay. The next closest guys on career home runs is Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz has 459 homers and he's 41 years old. Giancarlo Stanton has. 375 homers, and he's 32 years old. Joey Votto has 342, and he's 38 years old. Goldie has 315, and he's 34. Harper has 285, and he's 219. I think we're missing Mike Trout here somewhere, are we not? Okay, we're missing. We we missed Trout. So let's go down that list again. All right. The only active players that are on this home run leaderboard, the next closest guys that are still playing. Nelson Cruz has 459 homers. He's 41. Giancarlo has 375. He's 32. Mike Trout has 348. He's 30. Okay. The only guy that could potentially sniff sniff 700 home runs is Mike Trout. But we all know, and we're not hoping for this, but we all know how Trout's health is looking, and he's got this chronic back issue all of a sudden. There's just no chance that he ends up hitting another 350 home runs in his career. That'd be an unbelievable accomplishment if he could, but he's not going to. Goldschmidt's got 315, and he's 34. Arenado's one away from 300, and he's 31. Uh, Bryce Harper's at 285. He's 29. Hasn't stayed very healthy. I mean, where's Aaron Judge? Aaron Judge has 219, and he's 30. So if he plays another 10 years, he's going to have to hit at least 40 home runs a year every single year until he's 40. It's doable. It's doable. But the likelihood of that happening is not going to happen. And then you mix them with the fact that Pujols has 3,000 hits. Pfft. Nobody will ever get 700 home runs and 3,000 hits ever again in the history of the sport. It won't happen. Absolutely will not happen.
One thing I will say about Aaron Judge, man, is 61 home runs is is, is just it's Bananaville. It's absolutely insane. Sixty-one home runs. Ten, ten point four, WAR, two thirteen, OPS plus. <laughs> he's got five. He's got 552 at-bats, 61 homers, 313 batting average, 130 RBIs. And his OPS is 1121. I'm here to tell you right now that Aaron Judge in the year 2022 is having the greatest season in the history of Major League Baseball as we know it. And that is a period, fact, end of sentence, no dispute. Oh, but Barry Bonds hit 73. Mark McGuire hit 670. I don't care. You seen some of the footage of those guys hitting home runs off Billy? Five foot eight white dude throwing 88. Aaron Judge is facing pitchers that are not only the best in the sport, but the best that have ever existed in baseball history. Guys are throwing sliders at 96 miles an hour. Fastballs routinely and consistently from starting pitchers coming out at 99 to 102 miles an hour. Batting average is not a thing. Nobody cares about batting average anymore, except for Aaron Judge. This guy's a week away, a a decent week away from winning the triple crown in Major League Baseball. There's nobody else in our game that hits anywhere near the same amount of home runs as him that has a batting average anywhere near 280. And he's got a 313 batting average. What? What? I'm sorry. Triple crown? 313 batting average? Oh, and by the way, 61 homers. Well, oh, he also has 130 RBIs. And he hits leadoff half the year. Here's the icing. Here's the whipped cream with the cherry on top. Ready? Ding. He plays center field. He plays center field. Yeah, I know he plays right sometimes here and there, but he plays a lot of center field and a damn good center field at that with a rifle for an arm. Aaron Judge is the best player in baseball. And right now he's having the best season in the history of the sport. You can't tell me otherwise. Oh, but, but Babe Ruth. Oh, but, but Otani last year. Nope. Otani's a different guy. He's a different category. But look at wins above replacement. It's the best way to look at it. Last year, 
Last year, wins above replacement. Otani pitching and hitting and having an incredible MVP season had a nine wins above replacement, a nine war. This year, Aaron Judge is a 10.4 war. Tell me that's not better. Judge is so good. Should he get the 10-year contract? I don't know. He's 30 years old. That's a tough ask. What he should get is a six-year key. Uh, what he should get is a six-year contract where he averages, averages $50 million a year. That's my opinion. Six years, $300 million. Give it to him. I can't believe how good he is. I cannot believe how good he is. I cannot believe it. Anybody who questions if he should be the MVP this year is either blind or stupid because he is far and away the most valuable player in baseball this season. It's not close. It's really not close. There's no debate. Otani's a good player, man, with a lot of talent. But my God, 61 home runs. 313 batting average. Stupid. It's ridiculous. It's really, it really, it's stupid. It's like, I can't even, it's fucking dumb in the best way possible. Uh, last thing we're going to talk about here, guys, rule changes in Major League Baseball. Okay. This was back in September 9th, earlier in the month. But I, I just, you know, I wanted to kind of let give it some time to sit, give it some time to process. And I think, you know, I think there's some things about it that are that are going to provide some value. I do. I do. But all in all, I, I'm just I don't know if I'm a huge fan. OK. So Major League Baseball passed a sweeping set of rule changes, hoping to speed up the game, help the hitters out a little bit more and make. Overall, more action happened on the field. And I get it. It makes a lot of sense. Things like the pitch clock. The pitcher has to, by the time the pitcher gets the ball back, he's got a certain number of seconds to throw the next pitch. I get it. There's a lot of guys that take a ton of time throwing the pitches. Okay? There are 124 pitchers in Major League Baseball who take longer than 20 seconds between pitches. So the pitch clock for me... That's fine. I'm good with it. Okay? You got to get back up on the rubber, and you got to deliver the pitch. I used to pitch in college. I used to pitch. And I always thought my general concept as a pitcher was the less time I spend on the mound, the better I'm doing at my job. I don't want to be out there forever. Gets my defender's feet kind of slowed down a little bit. Their muscles start to cool off a little bit. Just boring. So I'm all in favor of the pitch clock as long as it doesn't turn into a huge distraction and everybody's not so focused on it and guys are getting called for balls and box and all these different things because, oh, the pitching clock, the pitch clock, the pitch clock. Let's make sure we get a nice, smooth integration of the pitch clock into the game, okay? But I'm all in favor for it. Another, another one of those rule changes is... Uh, defensive shifting, okay? Major League Baseball has voted to ban the shift, and I hate it. I absolutely 
hate it. If you don't want to get shifted on as a hitter, the solution is pretty simple. Let me start by saying this, actually. If Major League Baseball wants to increase the amount of balls put in play and more action, what they should do is actually encourage the shift. But how does that make any sense? The shift is taking hits away. No, it's not taking hits away. It's taking hits away from undisciplined hitters who are lazy and only want to pull the ball as hard as they can. Yank, yank, yank. Joey Gallo, Eric Hosmer. A lot of left-handed hitters. If you don't want to get shifted, then take the ball the other way. Hit the ball to the other side of the field. But they're throwing 95, 100. Oh, I get it. I definitely understand. So change your approach. If you get pitched away, take it the other way. If you get pitched in, you pull it. And you know what? Guys might throw you in, 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 in. In, 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 in. Pull it, pull it, pull it. Okay, then so be it. But the guys that I don't have any, any sympathy for, the guys I have no sympathy for, are the guys like Joey Gallo, who've had at-bats where they put four dudes in the outfield. Two, three infielders, all of them on the right side. And he doesn't even cross his mind to try to lay a bunt down. If you don't want to get shifted, bunt. I know it sounds hard. It sounds easier said than done. I get it. Bunting is easy. Or uh, people say bunting is easy. But if you want to stop yourself from getting shifted, bunt the ball down the third baseline three times. Guess what? That fourth at bat, probably not going to shift you. Then you can take your outside fastball, yank it on the ground, and it'll go through because they're not shifted. Because you, at least in some capacity, hit the ball to the other side of the field. The limiting of the shift in Major League Baseball this year or this next season is going to limit it so that there has to be two infielders on each side of the dirt. Or The rule change is that there's going to be – there has to be two infielders on each side of second base, and they both and all four infielders have to have their feet on the dirt. Okay? Listen. Like I just ranted on about, I get it. I get it. But is it really going to change that much? about these guys getting shifted on. If I'm if I'm if I wanted to get shifted, if I don't want to get shifted or, or if I'm a if I'm the race, right? I'm an analytics based team. I'm just going to put the shortstop just to the left of second base. Just to the left. And I'm still going to swing the second baseman over in the hole. Still going to do it. Cuz now the shortstop can still get to that ball. that ground ball that goes up the middle. Okay. And second baseman still can get to that ball in the hole. The only thing it will take away potentially is those line drive base hits to right field that are a lot of times caught by the second baseman out in the outfield. So is it going to make that much of a difference? No. They major league baseball is also expanding the sizes of the bases. The Major League Baseball has officially implemented a rule next season to expand the size of the bases. For me, this is something that is like such a no-brainer. And to be honest, has not really made a lot of sense to me in the past that two grown-ass men 
with size 13 cleats have to both figure out a way to get their foot on a base that's fucking one foot by one foot. Like, just make it bigger. Who cares? Just make it eight inches bigger. It's just a safety thing. Easier to touch. Is it going to change the game? No. Make the bases bigger. Way bigger. They did it. Love the rule. Keep it up. That's basically the rule changes, okay? I get it. Do I love it? No. Is it the worst thing in the world? No. Will everybody be okay? Yes. Who's to blame for you know all these rule changes coming into play? The pitchers. But not in a bad way. Just a lot of them throw so much harder. And it's harder to hit. So they want to help the hitters out, man. And I get it. Okay? I get it. But maybe I'm being a little bit of a traditionalist and I sit here and say, we don't need to change the game that much. Let's just let the game breathe for a year or two. We go from... We go from juiced balls to unjuiced balls to COVID year to mixed balls. It's 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 a lot of shit going on in baseball, okay? Let's just try to leave it alone for the meantime. But, hey, either way, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode of Between the Stitches, episode 22, okay? Aaron Judge is the best player in baseball. It's not close, okay? It's not close. Anybody who disagrees or doesn't think he should win MVP, you are wrong. That's all I got to say. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 22. We'll catch you guys next week on episode 23 of Between the Stitches. Thanks for listening to Between the Stitches. Follow Phenomenal Fan Media on social media for more. And subscribe on Patreon for exclusive content.